Hello everybody, Patrick McNally here. Welcome to another show here at the Retirement Lifestyles Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. This is the show where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. So today, going to be kicking it off with um, a headline that caught my eye this week about inflation. Inflation's kind of been that big buzzword for the past couple, well, it's, it's been like a year almost. Inflation's been the word. Well, this article talked about how it's potentially, uh, inflation has potentially peaked. And there's 10 common consumer items where prices are actually falling currently. So we want to walk through that. In our health segment today, I've got a follow-up from my last show, if you listened to that, where I introduced you to the WHOOP. WHOOP, that is. So it's the WHOOP device, the WHOOP strap or you know WHOOP watch, however you want to call it. It's the uh, monitoring device that, um, like I said, I talked about in the last show. It monitors your fitness, your health performance, monitors all kinds of stuff, including sleep. So I've got some cool stuff to talk about after wearing this thing for a week, and I want to share it with you. In the wealth segment, I'm going to discuss if it makes sense for you to consider converting part of your IRAs, 401ks, to a Roth IRA. Some of the pros and cons, if you've heard of the Roth IRA, you know it's tax-free. I'll be explaining some of that when we get to that segment, but want to have you consider right now at the time of this recording that the market's down. It may be a time to look at doing some Roth conversions, so we'll get into that. And then finally in our freedom segment, um, I'm going to talk about the 12 best dating websites for retirees. Ooh la la, dating on the web. So I've got some thoughts on that. So we got a loaded show for you guys. I'm super excited. So right after this intro, we'll get right into it. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm going to kick it off talking about inflation. Obviously, as you know, everything in the markets right now being a little bit crazy, especially you know year to date, I'd say for really the last year, inflation's kind of been that buzzword um, for a while. And I did a whole show on you know my thoughts on inflation with the pandemic and why we're seeing some of those costs. But um, that's you know I could go down a rabbit hole real quick with that. So I'm going to try to you know stick on task. Um, what happened was this past week I found an article that I thought was pretty cool talking about actually some good news about inflation. And it's called Inflation Peaking, 10 Common Consumer Items Where Prices Are Falling. And this is from CNBC and written by Carmen Reinecke um, over there. And so Carmen says that, uh, you know, July's Consumer Price Index report finally showed a sign of potential Relief. So that's good news. Inflation ticked up less than expected from a year ago and was flat on the month, meaning that a basket of items and services generally stayed the same price. So, okay, staying the same price, but what about other stuff? Well, she says some stuff has fallen on a monthly and weekly basis, potentially signaling that inflation has passed its peak and might be cooling off. Well, that's pretty good news. 
What are some of these 10 things that are cheaper now than they were a month ago? Well, first and foremost, boneless, skinless chicken breast. It's down 23.6% from a month ago. Butter, down 13%. Um, a dozen eggs, down 9.3%. A gallon of milk, down 2.5%. Hot dogs, down 6.1%. Tomatoes, down 25 Car rentals, I think that's kind of interesting to put car rentals in here. Down 9.5%. A gallon of gas is down 8%. Airfare, down 7.8%. And I thought this one was kind of funny as well. A night in a hotel, down 3.2%. Um, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to track a night in a hotel. But kind of cool that uh, some of our, our normal food items that we all, I'm sure, buy, like on a weekly basis, um, we're starting to see some of the price trends go down. So I, I think that's really good. Um, now, of course, I would say that only, you know one month of price falling in some categories doesn't necessarily mark a trend. Um, in fact, um, one economist named John Lear says that the slowdown in price increases and dips of costs of some items and services may mark the beginning of declines, but more months of data are obviously going to be needed to know for sure. He also says, I think it's way too early to start taking a victory lap and adding that consumers should expect to be living in a world with elevated inflation for the next year and a half to two years. So I thought like the first half of this article was really, really cool talking about, hey, we got prices going down. And then it kind of ended like, oh man, a year and a half, two years of higher inflation. So let's talk about that. You know, what can you be doing if, you know, you can expect the next year and a half, two years of higher inflation? Well, there's a number of things you can be doing. First and foremost, here's a few action steps. You can create a budget if you don't already have one. And start really tracking your expenses, seeing where each and every dollar goes, because you can control where each and every one of your dollars goes. You have that power to, to, to monitor and track your expenses. So if you've never created a budget sheet, um, I want to give you one. In fact, I'm just going to do it right now. You can go to my website, rlaplan.com, and uh, actually type in the full, the full website, rlaplan.com forward slash budget rlaplan.com forward slash budget and you can download a budget sheet that i've already created you literally just fill in the blanks um, it's an excel spreadsheet you can save it to your computer and you know and revisit it so you can you can you can save say say you want to revisit it every three months well you know do your budget review it save that then come back in redo it again you can save and look at it on a quarterly basis or once a year however you do it um, the important thing is that you're tracking those expenses. And literally, I've taken 99, per, ah, maybe not that much, 95% of the work out of it. You just got to fill in the blank. So go grab yourself an expense sheet. If you've already created a budget before, you're used to doing this, now's a good time to review it and go into some of these areas and, and see where you can either cut back or maybe do without for a little bit and, and kind of go from there. Um, I would say as well, reconsider looking at, you know, tying this back to how you invest in retirement for sure, um, or if you're a few years from retiring, I'm going to have you really think about how you're going to pull money from your accounts. If you need money from your retirement accounts, let's say you got a 401k to job, you're looking at retiring in a few years, 
you're going to roll that 401k over into an IRA, and then you need to decide, am I going to be needing to pull income from, from this, this account? If you don't, then you know that's great. Keep those things invested. Keep them going. Let this market come back up. If you do need to start taking money from your investments, I'm going to have you consider what kind of investments you're actually using. Um, I love to use a dividend portfolio. Now, here's my full dis- dis- disclaimer. Go talk to your advisors. Go talk to your CPAs. Talk to your trusted people before you just run out and go buy a bunch of dividend-paying stocks. I like a dividend portfolio because you actually own the stock, and you don't necessarily have to sell any of the shares in order to get your income. See, if you own mutual funds, if you own ETFs, stuff like that, stuff you're used to in a 401k or you know whatever other retirement account that you may have, or quite frankly, most advisors out there, that's what they use, ETFs, um, you have to sell to get your money out. But if you own the stock outright, let's say you have 30 or 40 dividend-paying stocks, good quality companies, been around a long time, have that track record of paying their dividends through thick and thin, let's say you build yourself a portfolio like that. Well, it's all based on the shares. The dividends are paid in based on how many shares you own. If you're not selling shares, those paychecks still come in no matter what the price of the shares are doing. It's based on the number of shares. So if you can just live on the dividends, well, you get paycheck and no matter what your account value is doing. See, most people right now, unfortunately, I'd say 99% of investors, retirees out there, they're using the old 4% rule where you have to go in and you have to sell portions of your portfolio to get your money out. I don't like that. I don't want you to have to sell because right now the market is still down 10, 12%. Well, if you're selling two or three or 4%, well, now you're down 15, 16 or 17. That's salt in the wound. You don't want to do that. So I'm going to have you talk to your advisors. You know, you can always call me and talk to me if you want to, but talk to somebody about considering a dividend portfolio. See maybe if it's good for you, because here's the deal. Those dividends grow every year. And you don't have to own any more shares. You're not putting money into this. Now you're retired. But your dividends, they, these companies, they want to keep you as an investor. So what do they do? They, they raise their dividend. They give you a paycheck raise. Sometimes these companies raise their dividends 5, 10, 15% a year. Well, if inflation's running 5, 6, 7, which it's running right now, high 8s even, you want to be able to keep up with those costs. So instead of relying on selling the portfolio, get you a good dividend portfolio that increases income each and every year, no matter what that market does. Okay, on to our health segment. I'm going to be talking about a kind of a follow-up to last week. Um, if you heard the show, um, you heard me talk about the Whoop strap, W-H-O-O-P. Check them out, whoop.com. I don't get any money for that. I'm giving them some free uh, press here, some, some free uh, you know plugs. But I subscribed to this Whoop band, and basically what it is in a nutshell, it monitors and tracks your fitness performance. Not only fitness performance, though. You can, you can track your diet. You can track your calories. You can track your sleep, which is really, really fascinating to me. So I've been really watching this thing over the last week. So I subscribed a week ago. And, and it's a subscription service. It's like 20 bucks a month or something like that. And they send you this Whoop band. You, you wear it, you know, 24-7. Um, i kind of been taking mine off. Like when I get my jacuzzi or I take a shower, you know, or jump in the pool, I take it off. You don't have to take it off. For the first couple of days, I didn't. But the band gets kind of wet and it stays wet for a little while. So I figure, you know, my stats will just have to have a little like 10-minute glitch. And it hasn't really affected it 
any way that I can tell. So anyway, it's been a week. Um, the, the Whoop Band it kind of opened up some different some different data points and things. After four days, it calibrates to your body, and man, it, it's it's awesome. I'm really glad that I subscribed to this. Um, you know, if you've ever listened to my shows in the past, you know I'm, I'm I'm a pretty big fitness buff. I do CrossFit. I also have another gym membership, and and I try to work out every single day of the week. And it monitors that. It monitors if I'm overworking out. And it tells me. It sends me an alert and says, hey, 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 you're overdoing it. Take some rest. It also tells me when to go to sleep. I feel like it's like like my mom or dad or something. Like it tells me, you know, based on your, you know, based on what you want to do and what time you want to get up in the morning, you need X amount of hours of sleep, like nine hours of sleep to fully recover. You need to be in bed by nine o'clock. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm used to going to bed at 1030. I'm up at 6 a.m. No, it's telling me that's not enough. And so the data now that I have for a week of, of wearing this is actually showing that. I'm also going to say this. I like to have a beer every once in a while, um, usually not during the week. Usually it's on the weekend or when I play golf with the boys or something like that. But I will say this. I have noticed that if I had a beer, one or two beers, and then go to sleep, at least the two or three times it's tracked it now have been my worst night's sleep. Very interesting. So, yeah, yeah, maybe I have to do a couple of tests and then kind of bring you back some, some feedback with that. So the sleep thing is really cool to me. You can go in and you can customize what kind of workouts you do. If you walk, if you run, I, there's like 50 of them, and I think you can plug in more of them. I've got one where I'm just walking. Like if I go just walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes or so, well, then I track that. If I do, if I do high-intensity workouts like CrossFit, there's a, you know, there's a, 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 a CrossFit kind of button in there that you can push, and it tracks that. And so it adds up all your calories, how many steps you've taken. It's wild. I really like it, and I'd highly, um, highly endorse it for you to give it a try. You can go to whoop.com, sign up. Like I said, it's like they have a couple different packages. I think mine was like 20, it ended up being like 20 bucks a month, paid for like a year or two in advance or whatnot. But um, I'm really enjoying it. So, so go check it out. All right. So let us now transition into our wealth segment. So in the wealth segment today, guys, I want to talk about you considering converting portions of your IRAs to Roth IRAs. I'm going to give you a couple of points to consider here. So when I say conversion, though, I want to get some of the verbiage clear here. Because in financial, you know, in the financial world, words matter. So a conversion is totally different than a contribution. All right? Conversion means that you already own a retirement account. You've been putting money into it, like a 401k or an IRA, and you want to now move or convert a part of the account to a Roth IRA. You're going from something that is has been tax-deferred, the 401k or the IRA, to something that is now going to move forward being tax-free later in the future. So let me explain that. Sometimes I say that and people are like, well, yeah, I like tax-free. Let's move it all over. No, 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 no. Okay, wait a minute. You got to remember, you're still going to pay the tax on that account that you've never paid taxes on. That 401k, maybe where they held out money from your your, your paycheck, and you know you didn't pay taxes on that. Or if you had an outside IRA on your own, you put money into it. You got a tax deduction for that. 
So all the all the growth in that account, all the dividends, all the interest, all that stuff has been tax deferred, meaning you're paying taxes later on it, and um, which the government likes because your account's so much bigger, so they're going to hit you on a bigger amount. That's why they like that. Well, the Roth IRA is the opposite. The Roth IRA, you put money into it that has already been taxed. Government's got their, their, their slice of your pie. But now, all the growth, all the dividends, all the interest, all that goodness inside of these accounts moving forward is going to be tax-free. So that's pretty cool. Here's why that's pretty cool. You can control your taxes way more than you can with an IRA. See, look, with an IRA, you remember what happens when you turn 72? That's right. Government forces you to take money out. It's called a required minimum distribution. At 72, whether or not you need the money, want the money, doesn't matter. The government says, boom, you're taking out X amount of dollars based on the end of the year last year's, uh, what your, your account ended up with. Here's how much you have to take out. You're welcome. And that amount goes right onto your tax return, and you pay taxes on it based on what bracket you're in. Forced taxation. With a Roth IRA, you can say bye-bye to required distributions. They don't have any required distributions. The government don't care. You You already paid it. Your money is your money. So if you feel like... So here's a couple of points to consider if you should maybe look at this. Number one, when do you need to access the money? I think that's one of the most important questions to ask yourself. See, a lot of people, they get to retirement... They've got these great size accounts, and they're like, yeah, but we got everything paid off. We got our Social Security coming in. Maybe we got like a rental or something like that. We got ex- you know, another source of income coming in. They're like, we, we have all of our bills paid. We have money left over. We don't need to take money out of this thing. We don't even see ourselves taking money out of this thing for, for 10 years or more. That's a good, good sign that, that maybe converting... Uh, some of your IRA to a Roth is a good idea. Um, number two, what is the long-term purpose of the money? Some people are like, At, if we ever even spend a dollar of this, we, you know, we'll worry about it then. But we kind of just want to leave this to the family. Well, would you rather leave a taxable account to the family or a tax-free account to the family? Tax-free all day long, baby. That's what you got to leave behind. If you want to leave it to the kids, you want to leave it to the grandkids, what a special way to leave a legacy that's tax-free. So what is the long-term purpose of your money? Number three, point to consider. If you're going to do this, you want to pay the taxes with outside money. What I mean by that is you don't want to pay taxes from your retirement account. If you roll out money from an IRA, say you roll out $10,000 into the Roth, well, now you owe taxes on the $10,000. let us say it's $2,000. You don't want to take another $2,000 out of the IRA to pay it because then you owe taxes on the $2,000. You want to pay the $2,000 taxes with savings account money or money that you got left over in your bank. You've already paid taxes on it. You don't have to worry about that. You want to, the full amount that you pull over into the Roth, you want to let that thing grow. So use outside funds to pay for it. Now here's my deal. Here's my disclaimer with this one. You always want to consult your tax person. Whether you're using a tax prep, an EA, a CPA, your next door, your best friend, whoever, you want to sit down with them and go, hey, I want to consider looking at you know, Roth conversions, 
What's that going to do to my taxes? Is there any wiggle room in my current bracket? How much wiggle room? Okay, uh, if we converted that much so we don't bump ourselves into another bracket, what's the tax on it? Okay, we got that money sitting in the account. Let's do it. That's how you do this. It's called a strategic rollover. You don't want to just get all excited about tax-free and be like, I'm going to take my half a million dollar IRA and do it all at once. Mm. Take a step back. Take a breath. You don't want to do that because you're going to have a nasty, nasty tax bill come next April. All at once, that goes on to your tax return. You want to use strategy. You want to do it a little bit at a time. Each year, you look at this. For our clients, we do this every single year. We talk to their tax person, how much wiggle room we got. This is the expected amount of income. We usually do this around October, November. We kind of have a really good idea what that tax return is going to look like. And we say, how much can we roll over? Okay? Or I'm saying, sorry, how much can we convert? Okay, cool. You got the money in savings? Check. All right, let's do it. Boom, you do it. Now all that money moving forward is tax-free. You can even do this, you know, like over 10 years. You know, if you're 62 years old right now, you're going, I don't need to touch this money, like ever. Well, you got 10 years till you have to start taking money out. Do a 10-year strategic conversion. Well, Patrick, how much am I allowed to convert? As much as you want. Just don't get crazy and bump yourself into another bracket. But I thought I was restricted in how much I can put into a Roth. That's contributions, not conversions. Well, what about my income? I'm a high earner. How much? I mean, I can only put so. Nope, not. That's contributions, not conversions. If you got questions on this, talk to your advisor. Call me. Set up a you know a phone call. Talk to Patrick.com. Talk to your tax person. Put your team together before you just go out and do it, and know ahead of time what you can expect. All right, so that's the wealth segment. Coming up right now next, I'm going to be talking about my freedom segment. And in the freedom segment today, I'm going to be talking about the 12 best senior dating websites to find love in 2022. Ooh la la. Senior dating websites. This caught my eye, and this was written, uh, this was in U.S. News, written by Rachel Hartman. Um, August 19th, 2022. That's when this came out. So you can Google it, 12 Best Senior Dating Websites to Find Love in 2022. And it's a real good article. It takes, it, it does, it takes all 12 and it, it talks about each and every one of them. I'm going to pick out two or three and kind of chat about them a little bit. And the reason this kind of caught my eye is because maybe many of you know, about five years ago, my mother passed away uh, very unexpectedly. She had a stroke and one day was here, one day was gone. It's brutal. And so about three years later, my dad, you know, we, we kind of been talking to him like, yeah, hey, you know, one of these days you're probably going to want to date again. It's totally fine. You know, we had those talks it to- and it was totally fine um, whenever he was ready. And then, and then all of a sudden we're like, he's like, hey, you know, I, I kind of went out to dinner with so-and-so. And I'm like, well, how'd you meet her? And he, and, and where does she, you know, where does she live? And it was like, oh, she lives like an hour from you. How did you meet her? Well, lo and behold, the little rascal, he uh, he jumped on some of these dating websites, created himself usernames and logins and the whole deal, and uh, had been uh, had been talking it up with some with some ladies. And I was kind of like, well, that's awesome. But wait a minute, you are not really the computer kind of guy. So it was kind of funny, had a good uh, going back and forth. We still kind of goof about it. But um, 
But actually, this is kind of the this is what the future looks like. I'm old enough. I've been married for 22 years now. I'm old enough. We we didn't really have any of this stuff. I guess one or two of these they launched like before I got married, but I just never even knew about them. Um, so anyway, but it's it's a it's a thing now. I mean, most people. I was. I mean, I I don't have the poll in front of me, but I'm sure if you asked, you probably know at least a handful of people who have met somebody online. So this is a pretty cool article, and it says, regardless of where you live, you can connect online to find relationships with other seniors. The most important thing for any potential online dater is to know what your goals are before choosing an online dating website. That's kind of a funny line. Like, know what your goals are. The goal is to get a date. Uh, anyway, that's that's just me. Um, so anyway, there's 12 of these things, and I'm going to list them off real quick and talk about a few of them. The 12 best websites and apps for seniors are Match. E-Harmony, Senior Friends Date, So Synced, that's interesting, Silver Singles, Singles 50, Elite Singles, Zoosk, what that's about, Z-O-O-S-K, Z-O-O-S-K, I'm going to look that word up, I wonder what that means, Christian Mingle, Mature Dating, Our Time, and Senior Match. So those are all the ones that they listed as the 12 best. Um, the three I've heard of, uh, Match, eHarmony, and Christian Mingle, um, pretty much those three, uh, you know, those are the ones my dad used. Um, so Match was first launched in 1995 um, and, and is one of the pioneers in the online dating industries. And it, it has a presence in 24 countries, hosts sites in 15 different languages, um, the sheer number of Match memberships may help create more opportunities for dating. While Match is available for all adults, you can enter your age preference along with other details. You get a list of people with whom you might want to start a relationship. You'll also receive notifications about events in your area where you might be able to meet other people. The site is free, but to access additional features, you need to subscribe, which starts at $15.99 a month. Match is available on Google Play and App Store as well. So that's kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. Match.com. eHarmony launched in 2000. And this site has options specifically for those over age 50 who are looking to date. You can register for free by entering some personal data and uploading a picture. A compatibility matching system helps narrow the field to match you with a select group who might be right for you. If you like additional features such as direct messaging, you can take out a subscription, which ranges from $35.90 to $65.90 a month. You can find eHarmony on Google Play in the App Store as well. And then Christian Mingle. This site focuses on helping members to meet potential partners who share the same religious faith. I think that's pretty cool. After registering, you will be able to connect with over 15 million Christian singles. There's a lot of singles out there. You can create a free profile. Premium plans start at $19.99 a month. An app is available at Google Play in the App Store. Parent company Spark Networks also has dating websites for other religious groups, um, including JDate, JSwipe, LDS Singles, and Adventist Singles. So pretty cool. So match eHarmony Christian Mingle. There's a bunch of them out there, guys. And I would say this to all you singles out there, hey, maybe it's the right time to start dating again. And don't be afraid to go online. I mean, you can keep doing the same things, you know. You can, you know, find somebody at your church or 
At one end of the spectrum, at the local bar, at the other end of the spectrum, maybe on the golf course, maybe on the pickleball court, maybe at the gym, you know, you can do go to all the same places in your small area, or you can, uh, you can kind of branch out a little bit, you know, and then maybe schedule a phone call, and then maybe that leads to a lunch, and who knows? So, I think it's pretty cool, glad that my dad's doing it, and, uh, and so anyway, I think, uh, I thought that was a really cool article. And you can check that out again. It's called 12 Best Senior Dating Websites to Find Love in 2022. All right, I want to uh, just run through a few action items. I always want to give you some action items to implement from every show that you can implement right away. First and foremost, I want you to review or create a budget or go download mine for free and fill in the blanks. Go to RLAplan. Uh, forward slash but rlaplan.com forward slash budget. Sorry, I got a little mixed up there. rlaplan.com forward slash budget and fill in those blanks and check that guy. Um, you know, every month, every quarter, every six months, you know, just stick with it. Set yourself an alarm to do it. And um, that's going to help with inflation. Everybody's worried about inflation. Everybody's worried about what they need to do. And one of the easiest things to do is check on how much you're spending and then maybe make some adjustments. Number two, consider a Roth conversion. So if you got an IRA, if you got a 401k at work, go ask your HR department. Maybe you've got a, a 401k Roth option. So you can, look at, you can look at either doing some conversions or you can stop putting money in the 401k and start putting money into the Roth 401k for later on. Talk to somebody, you know, definitely talk to an advisor or a tax person and figure out to see if it makes sense for you. And then number three, if you're single, like I said before, maybe it's the right time to start dating again. Don't be afraid to go online. Check it out. If it, Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it is for you. But you know what? My dad did it. He was never the computer guy. So it blew me away when I learned that he was going on some of these, uh, some of these sites and meeting some really nice people. So he did it. I know you can do it too. And uh, and maybe, who knows, maybe you'll find the next love of your life. Guys, that's it for the show today. I want to thank you again for listening to Retirement Lifestyles, the podcast. Again, my name is Patrick McNally. And if you have ever, any questions, you can always reach out to me, schedule a phone call at talktopatrick.com. And I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up, and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.